hello, I almost straight up said Merry Christmas. I almost went hello, Merry Christmas. Okay. Hey guys, what's up? Okay, Merry Christmas. Hello, my friends, my enemies. Oh, hello, my friends, my friends of friends, and my enemies. I hope you're having. That was good. I- <laughs> I'm never going to get this. I'm never going to figure out how to open up a podcast. I'm just, I'm never going to get it. And you know what? Once I learn how to cope with it, you should learn how to cope with it as well. Because this is a communal thing we have going on right now. And I just, just don't want to have to deal with the stress anymore. Anyways, hi. It's me. Hi. Merry, Merry Thanksgiving. Ho, 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 or whatever. I don't know what type of noise chickens make. Chickens? I don't know what type of noise turkeys make. Oh, man, it has been a trip, you guys. I went home a Friday last week, and I've been home since then. Uh, So far, I have taken, I would say, 10 naps. I have finished the new Pokemon Sword game, and I only today started doing my work. Today is November 27th on Wednesday, and I'm recording this Wednesday late night. Currently, I am actually up at night. It's 11.41, and I'm probably going to be recording this into the early hours of Thanksgiving. So, Merry Thanksgiving. Ah, so a little bit about today's episode. I know that on my Halloween episode, I did a very big deal about it. I did a bunch of things leading up to it, and then I did, like, I don't remember how long it was. I think it was, like, around 50 minutes of, like, four different, like, ghost stories, today's episode is going to be short because I want to create an episode that you can laugh at while you're driving to your racist grandparents' house, not one that you have to, like, you know, go to their house, and then they're going to be like, oh, what you listening to? And you're going to be like, ah, this podcast by this random girl, and they're going to be like, oh, well, I mean, doesn't do it. They're going to hear me and be like, ah, she sounds, she sounds liberal, and they're going to be upset about it. But I just, I want, (laughs) I want this to be an experience you can have. Break away from the relatives, break away from the fear and the family, and just center in and listen to me talk about murder. (laughs) So today, we do just have one story, and if my audio kind of sounds a little bit weird, it is because I left my microphone back at my dorm, so I don't have a microphone right now, and that's really annoying, but you know what? I'm pushing through. I'm doing it. A part of me was like, hey, on Monday, because I was feeling really lazy, I was like, man, I don't have a microphone. I just shouldn't record, but hey, I'm not a quitter. I'm here to win this. I don't know what I'm winning, but I'm winning it. You can't see me. I'm like, like pointing my finger accusatorily at the, at the computer screen. I kept on doing it for the entire sentence. I'm still doing it. I, oh, okay. I'm just going to jump into the story. Today we just have one Thanksgiving-centered murder. I was going to do a cannibalism story because, you know, Thanksgiving, cannibals. But I feel like that's, like, kind of expected. So instead, we're going to be talking about Christopher Gates. So Christopher Gates was a 54, I always, I, I feel weird sometimes, okay, pause, I feel weird whenever I start talking about a killer who's still alive, because I say that they were a blank, 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 and even if they're still alive, like, does it technically count as being past tense, or should it be present tense? I don't know, let me know, but uh, at the time of this, Christopher Gates was a 58-year-old pastor slash director of youth services at the nearby Grace Lutheran Church in Chester, Chesterfield County, Virginia. Chester and Chesterfield, like a part of me doesn't believe it, but like, whatever. Uh, she was married, he was married eight years to a Texas-born, yee-yee, woman named Jeanette, who was 58. Around Thanksgiving, there was frustration at the house due to 
his stepdaughter Candace Candy Lacoons, who was 30, and her boyfriend Andrew E. Bethorn, who was 36, they came to stay at the house. Um, what was originally supposed to be a short trip turned into the two contract physical therapists to stay at Lacoons's mother's house for several weeks until their next assignment in Arizona. I couldn't find an exact like time frame of whenever they stay, but I believe it was just a little under a month. So they were there for a long time. Um, investigators learned that Gates actually had an issue with Jeanette's children and didn't want them to stay at the house for more than a few days at a time. I'm not quite sure what, what that's about. Um, as a story, whoa, I didn't even do a trigger warning. Whoa, man, this is the second time this has happened to me. Oh my goodness. Okay, well, luckily the story isn't super bad. Um, my trigger warning is just going to be murder and possible, possible domestic violence. Uh, I could even I could go back and I could read it at the beginning, but there's no point. I haven't even gotten to murder yet. The trigger warning today's episode is murder and possible domestic violence. I think there's a possibility that Gates had been um, abusing his wife before the, all the crimes took place. Okay, cool. I'm just going to keep on going now. Ah. On November 21st, the family were playing a board game when somehow a glass of wine was knocked over onto the carpet. This caused Gates to snap and he shoved his wife over and pulled her and pulled like his fist back, getting ready to like hit her in the face um, until Bethorn interfered and got him away from her. Later that night, Gates' wife came downstairs after arguing with her husband upstairs and gave uh, Gates's handgun to Bethorn and told him to hide it as she was afraid he would use it. However, he did own several other firearms in the house. Uh, the arguing escalated over the next 48 hours and actually reached a boiling point when at 6 p.m. Gates confronted his wife, stepdaughter, and step-nephew? Is that how it's called? Because I heard some people, some people were calling him a nephew. Some people were calling him just like step-nephew. Is step-nephew a thing? If you're a step-nephew, let me know. Tell me, tell me what that's like. Tell me about that story. Um, but they were, they, were relax they were relaxing in a hot tub in the backyard whenever all this took place. Luckily, a home surveillance camera recorded the encounter that took place that night. Uh, Gatiss showed up and started to yell at the couple and demanded they left at once. Uh, Jeanette then pulled out her phone to record the encounter and angrily explained that they would be staying. After their arguing, Gates walked away. Um, it's kind of, there's nothing confirmed about what he did that night. He said he did something, but I'm going to be talking about later. But at 11.15 that night, Gatiss went upstairs and got his Taurus .45 caliber semi-automatic pistol, which is a gun, along with three loaded magazines, and went downstairs where the three family members were playing a board game in the kitchen. The first shot that rang out hit his wife, and after she was killed, he turned the gun to his stepdaughter. During this time, his nephew takes the chance to escape through the door, and sadly he was shot three times in the back. Despite only having three victims, Gates emptied his clip, which contained 11 rounds of ammunition. That's right, right? Like, it's called the clip. Like, whenever you... The bullets, it's called the clip. Like, I'm doing the hand motion in my hand. It's like the, the butt of the gun, and then the clip goes inside the butt of the gun. The clip holds the ammunition. Am I crazy? I learned about the clip from Psych. If I'm wrong, let me know. So, clip, clip, it was empty. 11 rounds of ammunition, and a second fully loaded magazine was found on the kitchen floor, and a third was in his pocket. So, after the gunshots rang out, neighbors actually called the police, and Gates himself also called his security company and told them to send the police his location. He did not specify why he needed police there, he just told them to send them. 
Uh, Kunz's phone was recording when she was shot. I don't know why it was recording, but it was recording. And it shows the whole scene and it captured Bethorn crouched behind the table trying to escape. Apparently, the defense attorney on the case said that after the hot tub conversation, Gates had gone upstairs and sat by an open window and heard the trio, like, belittle him in his mind, which is exactly how they, how they described it. So I guess they were just talking about, like, ah, that guy's going crazy, or they were talking about how he could be very violent. Like, this, to me, this was not the makings of a very stable man. Um, if something like this can make you snap. And actually, Adam Koontz, who was Jeanette's son, believed that uh, whenever they met, whenever, I'll back up, whenever Koontz and uh, Gates met before they were married, uh, they went to high school together and then they met up again 10 years later with a reunion. I don't have this written down, so if I'm wrong, then I'm very sorry. I just read about it and I remember it. And apparently, like, they did fight a lot, but it was never super physical from what the children could see, but they did fight very often. Um, but again, there was no proof to what Gates heard upstairs, so. Uh, he also claimed that the three ganged up on him and continuously threatened him, but again, there is no proof. The only proof of anything of that nature is a text Gates sent Bethorn saying he was sorry that they stepped into an unpleasant situation. He pled guilty on August 15th, 2018. He pled guilty and will be serving a hundred years in prison for each time of the three murders, so 300 years, and an additional three years for the use of firearms and the killing. The three 100-year counts have 45 years suspended on each. Okay, so I read that while we're doing my research. I typed it out into my script, and I looked at it, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. I was hoping whenever I said it out loud, it would make more sense. I feel like as a true crime podcaster, is that what I am? I feel like as a podcaster or as a true crime fan in general, I should really understand how, you know, life sentences work, but I don't. So I'm just going to have to, you know, skirt, skirt past that. But I also, one thing about life sentences that like is kind of confuses me is that like, okay, so hear me out. So let's say like a hundred year old man committed like a small crime. Like let's say he like stole $2,000. Like of course it's still a crime and of course like blah, 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 whatever morality. But like it's not terrible. But so he's sentenced to jail for two years. That's a life sentence. A 20 year old that commits a triple homicide is going to give a light sentences. He'll be in jail for like 80 years. You see what I'm trying to say here? Is that weird to anyone else? Is it just weird to me? Is it just weird to me who probably, hopefully, will never get a life sentences? Or did you hear me just say probably? Did I ever, do I ever think I could commit a crime? I don't think I could. I'm very, I'm very soft in nature, you know? I know I sound like... Oh, anyways, this isn't even the end of the story. Oh my god, I'm so sidetracked. I'm so sorry. I'm so out of it. Um, Adam Koontz, Jeanette's son, and Candy's brother connected the dots after getting through the initial shock. Uh, he... His quote to the Richmond Times over the ordeal was, It was almost like I already knew what was happening and by whom. There was something deep down that was not surprising. So boom, that's the story. I know it. I was just reading it. I was looking over it. It's just like, it's 767 words. Like, to me, that's, to really anyone that's like reading stuff out loud, it's like nothing. I feel like typically, like I'm recording right now and I'm at 15 minutes and I'm probably going to have to cut out a bunch of stuff of me just rambling. I'll just leave it. Do I have... I want to keep this, like, reasonably short. But, you know, I guess I'll take this time to 
thank you all for listening and just talk a little bit with y'all about, you know, fun, fun up at night things that I plan on doing in the future because I'm feeling thankful and I kind of just want to go over some of my little, my little ideas that I'm having. So, uh, I, as you know, this is a true crime podcast right now. It is solely true crime. However, next semester, well, back up. Okay. So in two weeks, I'm going to Kauai for Christmas and I'll be gone for, I think three weeks. And while I'm there, I'm not going to be posting an episode. So that'll be my three weeks kind of break, kind of just chilling out. Uh, next week is my dead week. I'm going to try and post one then. And then the week after that's my finals. I'm going to try and have one then as well. Uh, so it's going to be really fun. And then I'll have one the week after that. And then that'll be done. But once I get back, I'll be moving into my new house. And I'll also be kind of entering a new chapter in Up at Night. Um, if you follow my Twitter, then you know that my header says true crime viable lore. So basically next semester, I'm going to start talking about kind of the spookier side of creepy things. Like I'm going to talk about like aliens and ghost stories and cryptids and, you know, things of that nature. Um, and of course, I was talking to one of my best friends about it and he was like, do you think people are going to like that? And I was like, ah, I hadn't actually thought about that. So I did kind of want to get y'all's opinion on it. Um, of course, at the end of the day, like, it's what I would like to do. And it's, you know, no offense, but this is my podcast. <laughs> is that mean? I feel like that's kind of mean. Like, of course, this is a communal thing. You guys mean a lot to me. If you listen to this podcast, I'm going to marry you. Like, we've already talked about that. But I just, I don't know. I did start this podcast thinking that nobody was going to listen to it. Um, I was even talking to a close friend of mine whenever I was, like, thinking about making it. And I was like, I just feel like nobody's going to listen to it. And I feel like it's going to be terrible. And she was just like, so what? So what if it is terrible? So what if nobody likes it? So what if you're the only person who listens to it? Like, just make it, you know? So I did. I took her advice. I just made it. And this has been one of the coolest things I've, I feel like I've ever done. Like, this is, I don't mean to sound sappy, but this podcast really does mean a lot to me. And I'm already kind of dreading the three weeks off. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do without you guys. Like, it's going to be super duper weird, but, you know, maybe I'll start doing some winter-themed crime starting next week, but I'm just, hey, I'm here for the ride. If y'all want to hear lore, let me know if y'all want to hear true crime, because my plan then after that is during the summer, I'm going to combine and do true crime and lore at the same time, um, and then I'll reset the cycle. Next fall will be lore and then true crime. I'm just rinse and repeat, but kind of, you know, I'm just going to kind of, you know, go with it. <laughs> uh, it's weird running a podcast, let me tell you that. Especially like, I'm, I don't know how to say this properly. I, running a podcast is very hard. Running it by yourself is just really weird. Like, I have to fill in a lot of silences by myself, which is why I say a lot of dumb shit all the time. Like, I can't help it. There's silence. There can't be silent airtime. No one wants to listen to that. But here we are talking about this. I've literally, I've talked about myself for like three minutes now. Man, if you're still listening to this, you're a trooper and I want you to go to my Twitter, which is up at night cast and send me a little, a little, uh, turkey emoji. Just send it to me. If you send it to me, I'll, uh, I'm about to say I'll Venmo you 20 bucks. I don't have 20 bucks. Um, I'll send you my Venmo so you can Venmo me 20 bucks and then I'll Venmo it back to you. So it's like I gave you 20 bucks, but I didn't really have to. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> that was my Thanksgiving story, followed by my Thanksgiving ramble. Uh, but 
uh, today, this is like a little mini episode. Like, I don't expect a ton of people to listen to this episode just because, you know, it's Thanksgiving. Uh, you're busy. People are busy. And I totally understand that. That's kind of why I'm also taking a break three weeks for for Christmas because it's Christmas time. I want to listen to murders, but you probably don't want to listen to murders around Christmas time. And that's okay. So, uh, my good thing, my good thing for the week, um, besides the fact that I literally just finished a Pokemon game, like, I finished it, I think, less than 30 minutes ago, um, I had to, like, put it down and be like, hey, Gracie, you gotta record this. Once you're done recording it, you can go back and play for as long as you want. So, here for that. I feel like this recording went really fast. It may also be because um, I'm currently in, currently home, uh, so I'm in my, my closet instead of Andrew's closet. And it's also, like, typically when I'm in this closet, I'm really hot and sweaty, but I live above a garage, and so my room's constantly freezing, so it's really good. But back to my good thing for the week, I just remembered it, besides the Pokemon thing, I got tickets. Okay, listen, okay, so, hold on. So my 21st birthday is going on, my 21st birthday is on December 31st. So mark your calendars, it's New Year's Eve, but it's also... Gracie's Eve. Me. I'm Gracie. I'm turning 21. I cannot believe it. But for my birthday, I told my parents, I was like, hey, you guys do not have to get me a birthday gift. I don't need anything from y'all if you get me tickets to see Ariana Grande back in concert. I'm a big Ariana Grande fan. Like, I just, ooh, ooh, baby. Ooh, baby girl. I just, I love Ariana Grande. But my parents actually got me, like, a VIP packet for it so I get to like sit on the floor I get to like I get like cool little gifts from it it's like oh my god I'm just so excited it's so amazing I'm so excited to see her I saw her again at the beginning of this year actually and now I'm seeing her again at the end of this year and it's really crazy to think about how much I've changed as a human being like last time I saw her I was in a relationship I was not doing a podcast I was probably I was thinking about dropping out of school honestly, because I was just feeling super stressed out. And here I am, like this semester, I've crushed it. Emotionally, I've been crushed, but schoolastically, I've been crushing it. I made this podcast. I've been doing this. I've been doing this. This is my 13th episode. I've been doing this for, wait, this is my 14th episode. I've been doing this for 14 weeks. Can you believe that? You've been sitting here listening to me talk for 14 weeks. Ugh, and that's what I'm thankful for. This year, I'm thankful for whoever is listening to this right now. If you're listening to this right now, know that in deep in my heart, we have a connection and I'm here with you and I'm thankful for you because just, oh, it's just, it's, it's crazy whenever you start something and you think that nobody's ever going to care. And then the more you do it, the more you realize, oh, hey, people actually give a shit about things that I like and people actually want to hear about murders because there was a part of me that was like, oh, there's so many different murder podcasts. Like, who would want to listen to me? But I don't know. I have people listening to me, and that's awesome. And I just, I'm so thankful for every every single one of you. I'm sorry this was like a weird episode. I just realized that. And this is your first time ever listening to me. Not all my episodes are like this. Typically, I do two stories. But I kind of just want to do one story and then like a little like check-in, sit down with y'all. I never get to do this that much. Like, just sit with y'all in a closet, crisscross applesauce on the floor right next to a big pile of all of my old camera stuff. That's a nice looking camera. Okay. I, yeah, that's it. I'm thankful for you. And I hope you have an amazing Thanksgiving. Um, if you have any issues with racist relatives, please send me your stories. 
I would love to bond with y'all over crazy Thanksgiving stories. I think that they're always, it's always a treat to hear, to hear about other people's families because mine's never like crazy. Like sometimes we can be like, I'm okay. Wait, <laughs> like sometimes like it's a little bit weird, but you know, I never had to like fist fight someone over gravy or anything, but you know, okay. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up because I've been saying, once I start saying the words, you know, like 10 times, I'm like, okay, this is done. No, no more. I'm cutting myself off. So I cannot believe this is already over. Oh my God. I've been talking for 24 minutes. I feel like I literally just started recording this episode. I guess because my story was so short this week, I'm just like catching up. But yeah. Oh, what was I saying about? Oh, if this is your first time listening to me. Please don't take this episode as what all my episodes are like. Typically, I do two stories. I'm very formal with my jokes. I'm not super scatterbrained. This week's just been kind of crazy. I just kind of need to just do one story and to just talk. And I needed this. If you're listening to this, thank you. Again, turkey emoji. I love you. Um, is that too early in a relationship to say that? I'm so sorry. I'm a, I'm a quick, I'm a quick lover. Uh. Oh, I'm going to go now. Thank you for listening. Have a great Thanksgiving. Eat all of the gravy, the tofurkey, the real turkey, uh, the, uh, anything. If you have it for Thanksgiving, have it for Thanksgiving. Uh, eat it eat all of it, eat till your heart's content. I hope that they made food that's just made for you. I know sometimes families that like have like vegetarian members won't make vegetarian food and it's like, ah, eh. like it's not going to kill you to just throw a, the, a fake hot dog. Why was it so hard for me to think of a meat based meal? All right. Have a great day. Have a safe Thanksgiving. If you're traveling, be safe. If you're staying at home, having family come see you be safe and yeah I'll talk to you the next time I can't sleep bye guys